Please stay tuned. You with Sirius FM 105.7, your number one station in the East Rand. This is Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. It's a Jumma, Jumma, Mubarak. And at that time of the morning uh, when we get into our quick fire Q&A uh, with uh, Mufti Prime Smith Adar from the Boakab. Uh, Mufti Sahib, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And tell us how you're doing this uh, beautiful morning. MashaAllah, what an excellent day, beautiful Jumu'ah day. Uh, Allah grant us all khair and barakah, inshaAllah. I mean, uh, Mufti Sabah, it's a raining question, the quick fire. They are quick, our listeners. And uh, this question is smiling at me. It says, Assalamu alaikum, uh, Mufti. The president hinted at gatherings that should be avoided. Does this mean we should stop attending Jama'a Salah, Mufti Sahib? Yes, uh, Shafat, he did hint it, uh, gatherings should be avoided uh, at all costs, you know, unnecessary. But uh, no one gave directive for Salah to be suspended or Jamaat Salah to be boycotted again. You know, that would be completely wrong. And uh, we can use our own discretion. People still going to the shopping malls, etc., going about doing their normal thing. So why should we uh, avoid performing Salah in uh, congregation? So until that directive comes, uh, we should continue uh, with performing Salah in the Masjid, inshallah, G. Yes, sir, Mufti Saba, people will be running to the seashore, to the Indian Ocean, and the sharks are there. He should say, hey, be careful, don't go near the ocean, the sharks are there to have a feast. But anyway, we'll leave that to another <laughs> uh, comment. <laughs> uh, uh, this <laughs> question says, Assalamu alaikum, why can't we show solidarity and heed the President's call to mourn five days for COVID-19 casualties? What alternatives are do, do we as uh, Muslims have, uh, Mufti Saab? Very good question, Shafat. Yes, uh, we shouldn't need every call that is made on a government level. You know, we should first see if it conforms to Sharia. Uh, Islam has its own laws also. So uh, grieving or mourning for people, it is only allowed three days, except for a person, a widow who's lost her husband. She may mourn for four months and ten days. So that is the limits set by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We should not transgress those limits. As for wearing black armbands, rest in peace armbands, etc., uh, it is not permissible for, for us to wear black. When uh, morning, you know, this fatwa you'll find in the fatwa India also, the ulama have written against wearing black uh, when uh, morning, you know. So that is a custom imported from other denominations. Islam is its own beautiful set of laws that we should adhere to, G. Alhamdulillah. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti and Chef. The perfect team, Jazakallah for that, with Biden as the new top guy. How will that impact uh, relations with the Saudi and the Muslims in general? Uh, yes, uh, the president-elect uh, Biden, you know. So basically, Shafat, same slaughterhouse, uh, different driver. So uh, we'll face the same opposition. You must remember every politician before coming into power, he'll make a host of uh, promises just to get and lobby votes uh, for his uh, campaign. But Biden was successful, you know. But I don't think that he'll be uh, far better than Trump. You must remember that Trump never declared war against any Muslim country as far as I know since uh, he's been in presidency. People before him did it. And uh, this Biden also is a dubious character. So uh, I think that uh, that will negatively impact our Muslim society as well. Albeit that uh, 69% of the population of Muslims in America actually voted for Biden. As for relations with uh, Saudi Arabia, he's not much happy and very happy with uh, Saudi Arabia. So I think that uh, uh, that will uh, also be uh, reviewed very, very soon. And I think they'll lose support, especially Riyadh, they lose support from the American government, G. 
Yes, uh, looking at this question, it says, uh, can we use uh, moisturizing cream with a benzyl alcohol in it, uh, Multisab? Uh, yes, it is permissible. You get both of the synthetic version and then, of course, the one normally derived from fatty uh, food like plants or coconut oil, etc., coconut alcohol, you know, so that is permissible uh, for external use also, so there's no harm in that, G. Mashallah, the confidence of our listeners in you as a chemist. Hey, 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 hey <laughs> you, you open a pharmacy, they thought, hey, hey, we're going to Mufti Smith's uh, chemist. Okay, well done there, Mufti Saba. <laughs> Uh, this question says, Assalamu alaikum, Mufti Saab. Can we accept and eat Diwali sweetmeats? Hey, I, I'm thinking like panda and what else they make? I, you, uh, laddu and things like that, <laughs> Mufti Saab. <laughs> <laughs> Personally, I would avoid it, Shafat. Yes, if you're sure and certain that uh, no gods were invoked upon that sweetmeats, which is also very difficult to ascertain, uh, then you may eat it if the nature and the ingredients of the sweetmeats is of a permissible nature. So all the ingredients is halal. And you are positively sure that there's no uh, du'as been made on, you know, or invocations, meaning uh, du'as in their language uh, to their deities and gods, then you may eat it. However, it would still be best for you to take it and uh, give it away to someone else. G. Assalamu alaikum. We are invited to a milad gathering where burda will be read. What is a burda? As some people say, it is a shirk. Uh, Burda normally it will be read uh, during the month of uh, Maulid al-Nabawi, Ash-Sharif, you know. So basically, Shafat, it is a poem, uh, around about 160 uh, couplets. It has been uh, re- uh, b- written by uh, one Egyptian uh, sheikh called, uh, he was a Sufi sheikh called uh, Al-Busiri, uh, Muhammad bin Said Al-Busiri, rahimahullah ta'ala. So this person suffered from some sort of paralysis, and uh, he wrote this poem and then read it, and then he had a dream whereby he read it to the Nabi alayhi salatu salam, and in the dream, the Nabi alayhi salam gave him a mental, a shawl, uh, you know, a, a type of scarf. And uh, when he woke up, actually, that uh, a mental was in front of him. That's why it's called Qasida Burda, meaning the poem of the mental or the poem of the scarf. And uh, he was actually healed after this incident, you know. So it's a very beautiful uh, poem uh, describing the that of the Nabi alayhi salam certain of his uh, characteristics, etc. So as long as the gathering is free of shirk and uh, impermissible actions, there's no uh, problem uh, listening to some poetry being recited in the honor of the Nabi alayhi salatu salam. It is the month of Rabiul Awwal, you know. Not everything that we do uh, is actually shirk. So some people go to the extreme and they declare this poem as a form of shirk also. So we shouldn't take uh, note of that and the silly comments that some people will pass regarding this G. Zakallah for that. Uh, Mufti, can a person give a loan with the intention of paying uh, your zakat? Yes, you can give a loan with the intention of paying zakat, provided that the intention precedes the actual giving of the loan. So a person needs to make the intention of taking out his zakat, and after making that intention of uh, giving that zakat, then only you will give it to that person as a loan. And when he gives it as a zakat also, that means basically you will write that loan off uh, after a while, you know, so that is also permissible. That is doing good, uh, actually doing good twice, uh, Shafat, with uh, one stone. So, yes, it is permissible, G. What is the ruling with regards to females taking uh, bayat from a sheikh, uh, Mufti Saab? It is permissible. It is permissible for females to take uh, bayat from any uh, sheikh uh, as long as uh, the Shari protocols are properly observed, meaning there should be parda, there should be no touching of the hands, uh, no seclusion with uh, the sheikh because he's still a, a non-mahram for you. 
So uh, you should be very, very careful. Then, Shafat, also, we're living in the time of uh, fitna and facade, you know, so it's very, very dangerous also. So even uh, communicating with the sheikh uh, should be done in the company of uh, the husband or a family member. Uh, we don't want to open up the avenues of fitna and facade and blame at the end of the day, you know. So, yes, if that are uh, all observed, then it would be jais and permissible for to take uh, bay'ah. If that uh, is not uh, found or the sheikh requests that, that he need to touch your hand when doing bay'ah, etc., then you must know you're dealing with a certified mental case shafat. And in that case, uh, that is not a proper sheikh of tariqah. He should be avoided at all costs. G. Well, hey, you heard that people, a dire warning from uh, Mufti Ibrahim Smith there. Be careful of the mentals catching you. Uh, assalamu alaikum, uh, <laughs> Mufti Saab. What is the Sharia inheritance share for stepchildren of the deceased? Yes, so stepchildren, as the name suggests, Shafat, it is not one's biological children in this question. Uh, many people sometimes will ask this question. A person marries a woman and she has her own children, or a woman marries a man and he, and, uh, he has his own children. So in the case of the demise of that spouse, the stepchildren will not inherit from the estate of the deceased. Only the biological children will inherit. Uh, from that uh, estate, you know, but it is permissible to make a wasiya, a bequest uh, that you will, uh, uh, you know, give 30% or at least one third of your wealth to your stepchildren that you can do in your lifetime. But after your demise, if you pass away, they will not be entitled to anything uh, from the inheritance point of view from your entire estate. G. Yes, sir, Mufti Saab, this question says, can a wife take? use and spend from her husband's money without his knowledge and consent. Uh, it actually depends on what she wants to use the money for, why she wants to take uh, money uh, from his uh, money, you know. So that needs to be understood first in the light of Sharia. So if it is for basic essentials and for basic needs uh, to buy a loaf of bread, etc., or to pay some of his bills, then it would be permissible to take from his money. There will be no sin and no harm upon her. If it is to entertain her friends or to go on an excursion or just to blow some of his wealth, then that will be considered as stealing. And uh, that is punishable both uh, in uh, Islamic law and the person will be answerable and regarded as a thief in the year after. So females should be very, very careful. Yes, sometimes you'll find the husband is a miser, Shafat, that uh, he does not actually spend on his family, but he will entertain his friends and uh, those people in and around him. So in that case, the poor family, they are suffering even with regards to basic needs. So in that case also, it is permissible then for a wife to take some of his money to feed herself and to feed his uh, children. That would not be regarded as theft. It would be 100% uh, permissible, G. Yes, uh, Bufti, I, I don't think I heard you right, uh, be turning the question around, because today with the credit card or the debit card in your hand, you know, husband and wife, they share the password with each other. So, you know, can a husband uh, take uh, uh, money from his wife's account and spend it on the household, uh, you know, perhaps uh, build a new swimming pool or put a new uh, <laughs> granny flat in the back? <laughs> Bufti, have your comment? Yes, uh, if you turn the question around, of course, that is a mutual uh, joint account. So in a joint account, then uh, both partners have permission uh, to spend the money as uh, they see fit. If uh, they had a prior agreement uh, to that shafat, then uh, because now it is even with that account that you've mentioned, the moment you insert that card, 
the recipient will receive an SMS notification. So you can exactly track your transactions and you can see where your wife is spending your money or where the husband is spending the money of the wife. So that is a compliment of technology. But it would then be permissible uh, if they've agreed prior uh, to uh, that, that how they will spend and utilize the money, G. Yeah, sometimes uh, the kids get hold of your credit card and uh, they go and extract money and, uh, you know, hey, and I, I think most parents, uh, they, they, they're so soft-hearted, they don't even reprimand the children. You say, you know what, there's so many other children, they have that my kid went. And you can actually uh, look at the transactions of what they do because uh, recently I had a friend of mine uh, that gave me the story and he said, you know, Chef, I did nothing about it because I love my kids uh, so much. Your reaction, Mufti Saab? Loving is one thing, uh, disciplining them is another thing, Shavad. Making children use uh, to large amounts of money can be detrimental also. We saw now recently uh, one uh, member of parliament that is being sought, and I think he appeared in court yesterday also. If you see the pictures, his kids used to sit with stacks and stacks of uh, stolen money, tender money, you know. So what will happen to their children now once you make them used to large amounts of money? If you cannot feed uh, their, uh, their craving anymore, they will go and steal to maintain their lifestyle. So rather teach them the value of money and how to spend money because you must remember, the best wealth is the wealth in the hands of a pious person. He knows that he's answerable for that wealth. Mufti Saab, you're taking me onto another road. Then what about the pious fraud? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> then also, Shafat, we have a lot of them also around, you know, uh, people that wearing the cloak and the mantle and the dagger underneath that, you know, going around collecting uh, with uh, bogus uh, papers and uh, bogus madaris, etc. Uh, uh, and, you know, they look so beautiful putting Vaseline on the face for a little bit of extra nur to uh, bamboozle the people. So we need to be careful of them as well. I always say that it is so easy to ascertain nowadays. You can use Google Maps, you can use Google Earth to see if anyone is legitimate. You can ask credible references also, and then from there you can base your your your, your knowledge or regarding that person, G. And then you get you know you go to a person for a donation. I know and uh, and and Anim from India told me this. He said you know he went to a local businessman and he said I can give you X uh, uh, enough money. But you must do this, this, and this. And these are my conditions. Uh, you know, do you give a zakah out like that when you have the zakah to give out and you give uh, conditions uh, to the so-called uh, re- recipient? If you do this, then I'll give you this. And if you don't do this, I'll leave my doors. Uh, Mufti Saab? No, you can stipulate, Shafat, that this is zakat is for feeding the poor people. This is for for that, you know, and likewise, then the recipient should spend it in uh, that avenues. But uh, after they become the recipients of the money, uh, you know, a person will lie in front of that person just to get his card. Then they squander that money. They spend it where they want to spend it, you know. And uh, especially uh, sometimes people coming from abroad also spending thousands and thousands of rent. I don't know how it makes sense. Uh, they could have used and utilized that money in their own countries, but they're spending that money coming here, staying in fleshy uh, in hotels, driving around in fleshy cars, collecting Leland Zakat from our people. And then how they bamboozle the people, does they tell me personally, is because of the Urdu language. They just speak the language and the donation becomes more. Uh, as for our local people here, sometimes uh, they are more legitimate than those coming from abroad. They are the worst uh, suffering people that we can find here, G. Yeah, Mufti Saab, you know, you make a very valid point, spending thousands and thousands of rands coming here, uh, I mean, uh, setting up, uh, uh, putting up the tent here or living in a luxurious hotel, and still, it must be a very, uh, you know, 
profitable uh, destination. Perhaps uh, uh, South African businessmen are known as a proverbial uh, milking cows. Indeed, proverbial milking cow. And uh, sometimes our people feel better off when they support uh, foreign uh, bodies, foreign entities. I've seen this with my own eyes. A person will donate 200,000 rand for Palestine, uh, but he won't give 200 rand locally to feed people in Alexandra or Soweto or Eastern Cape or, or, or wherever else in South Africa. You know, so people are, uh, uh, I don't know what's the problem, Shafat, but uh, when they see foreign people coming, they feel that the, the, the world, uh, you know, is coming at their feet and they feel so good inside where our local people are doing far more harder work in South Africa after the UK, like you said now, after the United Kingdom, South Africa is the second milking cow, milking stable uh, for these type of uh, characters that come here. So I always tell the people, rather support locally. You can see where your money goes than sending your money abroad and uh, paying for that person. We've seen where they live in the uh, best hotels, driving around in cars, eating the best of foods, sometimes staying here for three, four months at a time, Shafat, incurring expenses of three, four thousand rand a day at a time, and that is all coming from your zakat. So, if you give a thousand rand, remember that seven hundred and fifty rand of that money is wasted on uh, the the collector and those people driving him in and around. G. Allah save us, uh, Mufti Sam. This question says, uh, Mufti, is a salah with uh, human hair extensions are valid? Salah will be valid if a person is in a state of tahara and the clothing that he wears is also of a permissible nature. So in human hair extensions, uh, that is not permissible because of the honor that is attached to the human being. As the verse says in Surah Isra, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has honored the son of Adam, you know. So no part of the human body should be utilized or used in that manner or fashion. However, if a person, a female reads or male reads with human extensions, males also doing human extensions nowadays imitating females, then the salah will be permissible, but it will be makru, it will be disliked. Uh, however, there is no need to repeat that salah, G. Yes, uh, Mufti Saab, you know, I, even putting the, perhaps the indigent uh, uh, brothers and sisters putting on these uh, extensions, you know, uh, perhaps they're making a, a statement that they are not too happy with the physicality or the type of hair they have. But they should be, uh, you should make shukr to, uh, you know, of how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created you. Why this uh, inferiority complex, uh, Mufti Saab? It is always, uh, that is always the case, Shafat. Uh, people, that is a part of shaitan's plan to alter the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He took an oath uh, that he will alter the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know? So if you look at a white person, for example, that person continuously wants to tan because they feel uh, that they are too white, they need a little bit of color. Now when you look at our African black community in here uh, in, in South Africa, they buying skin lightening cream because they feel they are too dark, they want to become lighter. Then people with this type of hair wants to use hair extensions. Of course, it's permissible for adornment purposes for married females, not for young females, you know, because then it will be uh, if a, a non-married female uses it, then it can lead to deception. When a person comes and proposes, he will think that to be the normal natural hair. Only to wake up the next morning when the hair is laying next to the body, you'll get a heart attack, a shock and a stroke at the same time. So these type of things should be avoided, Shafat. Uh, be happy how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created you, you know. Make sure that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created you because you are you and you are very unique, G. Absolutely. Well said, the Mufti Saba. You are you, and Allah made you a masterpiece. No matter what color you are, what race, and where, where you belong, each one of you 
Hey, you are a masterpiece, a masterpiece of Allah's creation. Now, Mufti Sahib, uh, this question says, we are entering into a partnership. Is it permissible to fix my profit share returns? It is permissible for you to fix a percentage of, uh, if you enter into a business partnership, you can fix a percentage. Shafat, you cannot fix the, uh, fix the actual profit by saying, I want 20000 a month or 50000 a month, etc. And you must remember that profit sharing uh, will be after expenses has been deducted, meaning the actual profit. So you need to share loss and you need to share profit as well. There is not only profit sharing. If you stipulate uh, the actual amount that you want to receive monthly, then that constitutes a riba. So that would not be permissible. It is akin to interest. So you cannot uh, specify that you however you can say the percentage that you require based on the capital that you've invested and if there is agreement with the other partner G. Is it uh, permissible for those uh, writing metric in uh, non-Islamic schools to cheat in the exams? Hey, yeah, mark me lock, man. <laughs> <laughs> See what the, uh, people want to do, uh, cheating. You know, we've seen in the top structures how many people were caught with fraudulent uh, uh, certification. Another character in the newspapers the other day uh, bought his university degree from Hawaii. I done a recognized institute, but holding a PhD and a master's degree. So these type of fraud characters, they should be exposed also, Shafat, because they're earning top dollar, top bucks, and they're not actually worth uh, the, the value that they are claiming, you know. So it is not permissible to cheat in Islamic schools in non-Islamic schools, the ruling stays the same. The ruling will not be split because cheating is not permissible in Islam. And Rashana, Palaisamina, the Nabi alayhi salatu salam, reminding us and reprimanding us at the same time, saying that whomsoever deceives us, he is not actually part of this ummah. So there's a, a very, very severe warning. Uh, whether you cheat in your traffic exams, in any exam besides matric exams, whether you lie on your qualifications also, you will fall under the same ruling as a person who has cheated and that is not actually part of this Ummaji. Assalamu alaikum Mufti Saab. I'm borrowing money from a friend to buy something that I intend to resell. Can I tell him that I will give him 10% returns on his loan to me, Mufti Saab? Shafat, you know, when a person borrows another person money, he's not allowed to ask for the person, the borrower, uh, he is not allowed to ask for any increase on the capital amount that he has loaned to the next person. That is the same as a riba. If you, from your side, want to give that person uh, something extra as a gift, that will be permissible because that will not form part of riba. Riba is when a person, uh, uh, you know, he ex- expresses his desire in wanting something extra. Uh, upon the the actual capital that he's given you. So if I give you 1,000 and I tell you I want 1,300 rand back, that is riba. But if I, from my side, tell you, yes, another 300 rand uh, for as a good deed, as a, you know, a kind gesture, and then that would be permissible for him to take G. Uh, Mufti Saab, yeah, at home we're having a big argument. Uh, Dad loves uh, the, uh, uh, the Saudis and he says, don't talk ill of the Arabs. But I tell them that Saudis have been captured by the Zionists and they are all Zionist puppets. Dad makes a big fuss. How do I explain to him that he is, uh, he is wrong in his opinion and perhaps he's uh, sinning? Uh, Mufti Saab, very good question there indeed. Very, very good question, Shafat. Yes, you just have to look at the action of the House of Saud to see what is happening. You know, uh, once upon a time I read one hadith that the land of, uh, of Arabia will return towards its greenery. 
Uh, that is a sign of Piyama, meaning it won't be desert and arid land anymore. It will be a green pasture, a green, beautiful place. And then this morning, I read on the news, uh, the, the Minister of Forestry uh, has imposed a $8 million fine or 10 years imprisonment for anyone who chop off a tree in Saudi Arabia who uproot a tree. So see how the prophetic tradition, the hadith is coming uh, into fruition, how true it is becoming, you know, for the vision 2030, they're not allowing people to chop off trees. So in the next 10 years, Saudi Arabia will be a much greener place. Likewise, if you look at the actions, they are all part of the West. We will see where it is heading now with Biden, the president-elect, because he is looking at cutting ties and he's actually quite vocal in speaking out against the atrocities committed by some Saudi members, especially the killing of uh, Jamal, rahimahullah ta'ala, uh, the journalist, you know, and also the bombing of innocent people in Yemen. So uh, he's being uh, keen to address all these issues. So your father needs to look at what they are doing and see if that is uh, uh, in line with Sharia or contrary to Sharia. I can tell you now many of the rules and regulations that they are doing and following right now, it is not based in Sharia G. Jazakallah for that uh, answer, Mufti Saba. Definitely, you have your finger on the pulse. And uh, tell us how scarps crawls are looking today and uh, what's the Jummah Bayan like? Today, inshallah, the Bayan will be the demise of the Nabi alayhi salatu salam, his departure from this temporary world, the last few days in the life of the greatest human being who could ever walk on the face of this earth. So I need to uh, end off Rabiul Awal with that in mind. People requested me to speak about that, inshallah. And I like, I always say, Shafat, it is a beautiful day and also a day for sending abundant durood upon our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi Zakallah Khaira, Mufti Saab, always a buoyant on a Jumma with a quickfire Q&A. Beautiful session indeed. Uh, your parting words uh, before I let you go. May Allah grant shifa kamil to all our sick uh, people out there and may Allah alleviate the poverty of uh, those that are suffering shifa and may Allah remove this pandemic from this ummah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuhu. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu to our Mufti Ibrahim Smith and to all of you that sent in questions, a big jazakallah khaira to you, you and you. And you know, both Yusuf and I, we always, uh, we are happy because we say, you know, before the show starts and the questions just come on the screen, they line up there and, you know, we have a smiley here and a smiley there, uh, you know. Uh, I don't know, I'm lost for words because when you ask the question and we, we just in anticipation, how would Mufti... Ibrahim Smith answered that question because he just sees it for the first time. And there's he, mashallah. Allah keep him, Allah bless him. And uh, whatever we do, may we all do it in the manner that pleases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala most. And send abundant darood upon our Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Time for us to go for a break. When we get back, inshallah, we will round up and close up. Please stay tuned. You with Sirius FM 105.7, your number one station in the East Rand.